Are you ready for some high adventure coming up next on the Mutual Audio Network? The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. The Hawk Chronicles follow the adventures of Detective Kate Hawk, who went from a Baltimore police detective to intergalactic investigator, from fighting crime on the streets to crime in the stars. In the last episode of The Hawk Chronicles... Someone else out there involved with Von Longer and Parks. I have no clue as to their identity. Do you have a good relationship with the detectives on the case? Garcia and I went through the academy together. I'll work mostly with her. Mac, what have you got? We had the current cadet class out there sweeping for the bullet. They found a 7.62 millimeter with a metal detector. So, as I understand it, you think that there is a connection between the monument prank you and Jim investigated and his shooting. At this point, Miss Florina is as good as anything I can come up with. Did Jeremy ever have any people in the store that specifically asked for him or people he might have associated with outside the store? No. Listen, detectives. I've told you everything I know. She seemed pretty vague to me. I get that every time I talk to her. I was trying to find out if there was any update on Detective Barnes. I only know what everybody else knows. He's in an induced coma. The brain surgery was done. But we won't know the full results until he comes out of it. We just got back ballistics on that round. Kate, this is a totally foreign alloy. And now... Episode 23, The Sniper. Angela, what do you mean it's a totally foreign alloy? I mean that. According to ballistics, this alloy doesn't exist in the manufacturing of ammunition. In fact, they don't know of any manufacturing that uses it. You're not telling me that it might contain some new element that's not on our periodic table, are you? No. As I understand it, the process used to create this alloy is unknown. The type of metal bonding used is unfamiliar to us. So we might be dealing with a foreign shooter. Maybe the Russians or Chinese or, God forbid, the North Koreans have a new technology. It's anybody's guess. The bottom line is that the slug found may not give us much. All right. Thanks for the update, Ange. No problem. Officer Nelson. I need you to get that ballistics report to Pierman. It looks like the bullet came from your side of the tracks. Okay. I'll get right on it. Thanks. It was now obvious that we had another rogue traveler from the other side. They had to have been planted here a long time ago. This would be the third time I'd be chasing someone with no description or background information. Nelson managed to get a copy of the ballistics report to Pierman. As much as he got on my nerves, Nelson was, if anything, proficient in what he did. Now I'd have to rely on Pierman to, once again, fill in the gaps. Detective Hawk. Kate, I got the files from Nelson and have some results for you. Don't tell me. We've got another mad scientist running loose with bomb plans, and he wants to blow up the world. No, that would be too easy. We have a bigger problem than that, Kate. (laughs) I'm afraid to ask. The alloy used in manufacturing the ammo is used exclusively here for our version of your Delta Force. Military? As in black ops? Special forces? Precisely. Whoever the shooter is either got the highly restricted ammo from a Black Ops member or is one. To be precise, it's a sniper round. There's something about the crime scene report that just doesn't make sense to me. Jim was shot on eastbound 700 on the side of the road, right past the 700 Cedar Drive and Kelso intersection. That is correct. His vehicle was stopped apparently with electrical problems. 
though, how could the shooter know that Jim would be a sitting target? The suspected shooter position is in an area of brush and small bushes on the westbound bank, about 200 yards ahead of his position. There's no way they could have anticipated that his vehicle would break down or that he would catch a red light there. No way, unless they caused the breakdown. Now, how could they do that from over 200 yards away? Your law enforcement has used EMPs to disable vehicles. Yeah, on a small level. We can fire an EMP on a wire-controlled dolly under the vehicle and disable it. But an electromagnetic pulse from 200 yards? I don't think so. Not with your technology, but with ours, it is possible. Once again, we're talking about advanced military technology. An EMP can be precisely fired from a shoulder-mounted generator, or what we call an SMG-500. When fired, the nearly invisible pulse acts somewhat like ball lightning. His vehicle began to run erratically. He pulled over, got out, and popped the hood. And then the shooter took their shot. Once again, how am I going to explain technology like that? Just the how of knowing he would stop there is going to have to remain a mystery to your investigators, Kate. By the way, have they found any casings yet? Based on trajectory and caliber, we've determined the location of the sniper. All we found is a small area of broken branches and matted grass. They obviously policed up their brass. We'll continue to work on this side. Perhaps we can determine the exact weapon used after our techs analyze the ballistic markings. In the meantime, Jim is continuing to recover and develop more skills with his new eye. We will start programming his circuitry. That just sounds too weird. Am I going to get the same old Jim back, or HAL 2000? Jim's cognitive functions, along with his personality traits, were not affected. The damage part was language. As you may well remember, he did pretty well speaking to you in the hospital. So, that area seems to be working. Then what do you need to program? Subtleties, really. Eventually, we'll be able to upload languages to his onboard hard drive. He has a ways to go, however, to learn the synaptic pathways to access the information fully. It's like reading a book on how to fly, then actually getting into an airplane and flying it. All right. Well, keep me posted on his progress. I'd like to get there and see him soon. Will do, and I'll arrange a visit soon. Okay, thanks. Detective Hawk, do you have any further updates on Detective Barnes' condition? Not yet, Captain. It's my understanding that he's still in an induced coma but seems to be progressing. Before we serve him his retirement papers, I want to make sure he's strong enough to take the news. That is very considerate of you, ma'am. Any new developments on the investigation? Ballistics hasn't been able to determine the make of the weapon. They're outsourcing the search to other agencies that might have a better handle on all NATO weapons. Good. We can use all eyes on this one. Captain McCall, I do have one concern about the investigation, but I don't want to ruffle any feathers between us and the county. What is it, Detective? I'm not sure that a complete search of the shooter's position was done. The report reads that there was a physical search only. I'd like to take Nelson with me and do a thorough search with a metal detector. You want to go out into the field with Nelson? You must be desperate. All right, but keep this on a low profile. I don't want to be going head to head with County because their people were left out of the loop. Don't worry, ma'am. If we find anything, I'll tell Detectives Garcia and Drew that I went to Martin State to look at the monument to see what Jim might have been looking for. And I just happened to stop at the crime scene to get a better understanding. Sounds like a plan. Let me know immediately if you find anything. Will do, Captain. Nelson. Nelson, I need you to grab our best metal detector and meet me in the motor pool ASAP. We going on a picnic? We need to check out the shooter's position. Only Captain McCall knows we're going out there, so keep a low profile. I'll be there in about 10.
never thought I'd be requesting Nelson to accompany me to the field. But then again, I never thought he'd be one of the others. We drove out towards Martin State and pulled over just past the Cedar Street intersection. After dodging four lanes of traffic, we made our way up the westbound bank to a cluster of small bushes, perfect for concealing a sniper. I wasn't sure if we'd find anything, but it was worth a try. Nelson got the gear ready and we began sweeping the area for any possible clues. It wasn't long before we started getting hits. Got something here. Uh, beer can and... And what? Yeah, you don't want to know. Some people. Well, keep looking. I don't see anything unusual yet, but after that, I'm glad I'm wearing rubber gloves. Here we go. Let's hope for something a little better. Uh, this one isn't buried. It's recent. Well, well. Oh, fine, my. An earring? <laughs> Not just an earring. I've seen this before. This is a Wilson accessory. Bag it. You're right. It's a communicator. It's a flipping communicator. Did you notice the dirt lane back here? This had to be where the shooter parked. Makes sense. They could easily come and go here without detection. Let's plan on stopping here on the way back. Yes, Kate. Nelson and I are here at the crime scene. We just found an earring communicator. Whoever shot Jim was possibly from your side. Those communicators are only issued to field agents or personnel on official IDF business. We're less than four miles out. On our way there now. Central Martin State for Ginger. Over. Go ahead, Mr. Pierman. Over. We have additional information that may narrow our search for Detective Barnes' shooter. Detective Hawk and Nelson were just at the crime scene and recovered a standard female comm device. Over. Copy. We understand Hawk has recovered a CM200 series. Do you have any info on model number? Over. Negative, Central. Detective Hawk and Nelson are currently en route with the device. She immediately recognized it so we can infer that it is similar to the model she used in Denmark. Over. Copy that. Stand by. Pierman said that these communicators are issued to IDF personnel only. That's correct. You have to have at least a level 2 clearance to be issued one. Other than field agents, who would get one? High-priority couriers, medical staff, tech staff, administrators, actually anyone with clearance for key access. But they're only issued when the member is in the field. So there is a chain of accountability, just as if it were a weapon from the armory. Yes, every communicator has to be accounted for. The same as translators, special devices, and weapons. So the laser pistol I have from Von Longer is listed as missing? Yes, until someone like uh, maybe yourself turns it in. <laughs> I suppose I have to. But it would make such a cool present for my nephew. Martin State, Central, over. Martin State, go ahead. Wilson just verified that the missing communicator was part of a load out from five years ago. It was right after he assumed duties there. Someone has falsified duty papers and used false credentials. It was missed because they had an official access card to the complex, over. When was the access card granted, over? According to the scan register, it was issued in what would be 1947 your time. Thank you. Find out all you can about the section from where the card was issued. Martin State out. Pierman, here's the comm piece. Do you think it'll help track down who might have used it? We'll send this to our forensics team for any trace DNA. But I know when and where it was taken. 
More importantly, we have a record of the scan card used to access Central. Then you know who? Not exactly. The card was a general-use card issued to non-tactical personnel sections. If someone from that section needed access, they would use the section's card to gain entry. A register is kept at the section level, but given that it was used illegally, I don't hold out much hope for a name. Prior to five years ago, the card was last used in 1947 for a medical mission to the prison colony housing Von Longer and Parks. The nurse. The nurse who helped them escape. Who is the mysterious nurse now out to silence anyone investigating the stiff? Find out in the next episode of the Hawk Chronicles, Snipe Hunting. Sweet Sue has been tied to the railroad tracks. Will our hero save her? Well, of course, the hero always prevails on Thriller Thursdays. I'm John Bell, the hero that rarely prevails in Bells in the Bat Free, the comedy show you can hear every Friday Follies and a bunch of Sunday showcases. Oops, looks like the hero may have been a tad late there.